are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer, the best in the business, back in business. We got the usual four. We got myself, Pork Chev, and Nate Christian. Glad everyone is here tonight. If you're watching on YouTube, hello. If you are listening on the podcast version, hey, tell a friend because we are now available everywhere podcasts are found. Uh, working on going to Pandora, and we are now available on iHeartRadio. Um, so you can switch right over from your contemporary pop music right to the dynasty rewind i also want to just remind everybody rookie drafts are quickly approaching make sure you check out our notion player database available to all of our patrons over at patreon.com forward slash dynasty rewind and of course most importantly do not forget to check out our youtube channel so uh that being said we're going to be talking about some prospects today rookie prospects doing what we do best question for you guys is Kenneth Walker your running back one in 2022? Hmm. Mm, I don't know. What if, if I said is, yes and no? All right. right. I like it. And uh, for all of those of you watching, please make sure you just go ahead and comment below what you think is or is not, or who you think is or is not your rookie running back one. So I'll tell you what, Pork, you are situated right below me on the screen. Why don't you go ahead and start off with Kenneth Walker? So Kenneth Walker for me, <clears throat> I'll just go from the top. This is my RB two, but I kind of understand what Nate is saying. He's like the one A one B because I kind of want to switch between him and Brees Hall. Um, but from what we saw this year, he had a freaking amazing season. Um, he started electric, and you know he kind of fizzles out near the end. It kind of took him away from the Heisman, but he had that Heisman type pedigree throughout the season. Um, but <clears throat> for for the measurables, when we see he's five ten five ten two ten. He kind of fits that mold of an NFL running back. Um, the thing I like about him the most is that he usually works inside out. <clears throat> I love that a ton. Because usually we see a lot of running backs. Um, they don't see anything right at first, and they just bounce out to the right or to the left. This guy, he usually reads what he sees inside, and then he bounces out. Um, contact balance is amazing. Um, <clears throat> usually when he gets hit, he doesn't fall on his first um in the first touch in the backfield. Um, long speed is okay. Um, he's not like he's a burner or anything. But again, um, like I said in the last pod, we're, I'm not really looking for that. I'm looking for something that's quick burst, that little 20-minute shuttle, 10-yard 10, 10, 10 or 20-yard uh, shuttle, um, just to see if he can burst through the holes and get to the safety. Um, so this guy, for me, second-round draft capital, I totally love. I totally see that going. And I think if he goes to a really good uh, spot that has a – I don't think it needs a, a great offensive line, but I think if he gets like like an average offensive line, I think he'll produce uh, heavily in the at the next level. All right, so I, I do apologize to everyone listening. Uh, I forgot to read his stats. So he's 5'10", 210 pounds, 21 years old. He was a three-star recruit by Wake Forest, which is actually our intern's favorite college. Uh, so last year, 263 carries, 1,636 yards, 18 touchdowns. He averaged 6.2 yards per carry. So his projected draft capital is second round. Again, everything is from mock, NFL mock draft database.com. So, uh, Nate, your thoughts on Kenneth Walker III? Yeah, he is currently my RB1 slash rb 1B. Um, I have him and Brees Hall actually tied RB1. And I do want to be completely transparent that Kenneth Walker and Brees Hall, they are my RB1s for this draft class. But if I put them against the last two draft classes, they'd be decently pretty far down the list. Um, Just the top end talent of running back this class. I don't really see any of these guys being, you know, bona fide pro bowlers, all pros. But I think Kenneth Walker and Brees Hall are both very solid prospects and can be great, you know, above average starters in the NFL. So Kenneth Walker, the lateral ability is really what stopped, 
off on the film to me. And that's what had him in my head coming into the season. Because I watched his Wake Forest film last season. And, you know, he was kind of a smaller school prospect. Not that Wake Forest was super small. But, you know, it's, it's not a big name school. You don't see a lot of guys come out of there. Um, Sage Sherratt is meaningless, basically, in my, my eyes. <laughs> had to go there, didn't you? So, you know, watching him at Wake Forest, I'm like, man, this guy is, you know, he's explosive. He's got that lateral ability, but he's Wake Forest. You know, he's, he's not really a, too much of a Debbie asset. He's probably going to be like a day three draft pick. Goes to Michigan State in the transfer portal. And, man, this production in the Big Ten, I mean, the 18 touchdowns, the 6.2 yards per carry. I mean, averaging over six yards per carry in the Big Ten is pretty impressive. Um, the total usage. You know, he's got that workhorse ability. He's not like the biggest dude out there, but he's got plenty of power and runs with some aggressiveness. I like to see out of him the contact balance and the elusiveness. You know, that's really where his bread and butter is. I think, you know, watching the film, his game, he's not going to outrun the entire defense. He's not going to really power through linebackers consistently, but he is elusive. He's hard to tackle. He's, he's going to make people just, you know, break their ankles and just sit there in their shoes, man, fall on their butt. So Kenneth Walker, you know, if he gets a decent offensive line, like Porkman said, that gives him some space to create some yards, he's a guy that can create his own yards. And I think that is what is special about him. And he probably does that better than most of the other guys in this class, which probably gives him more upside than the other top running backs in the draft class, just because he can create yards. So once you can create yards, the potential is really unlimited, uh, you know, once you get the ball in the open space. I like to see him be used a bit more in the receiving game. Wasn't really a ton of that in Michigan State. Uh, Maddie did tell us that Thorne, the quarterback, just did not check down at all. So a little bit of scheme, a little bit of position players there. But Kenneth Walker, he has the ability, I think, to receive the ball. So I think, you know, depending on where he goes, it could, it could probably be, you know, one of my top one or two draft picks in this rookie class. All right. All right. Interesting. I do want to let everyone know since Nate took the shot, Sage Surratt is currently a NFL free agent. So lots of teams out there looking for wide receivers. Scoop. No, I hope the Eagles sign him, but uh, Chev, your thoughts on Kenneth Walker. (laughs) Yeah, I think he's a good football player. I think you guys really nailed it on the head. He's got really quick feet and he's very elusive. I mean, there's a lot of times where he gets hit in the backfield or is going to get hit in the backfield and somehow he spins away from it or he's able to do a juke step to the back backwards or to the side to uh, get away from tacklers. So I really do like that. His pass blocking is a little bit iffy, though, to me, man. I just – it's it's not going to keep him on the field, I don't feel like, for third down, which kind of worries me a little bit. But he's good enough to be a pass-catching wide receiver or running back, though. Uh, it's just the, the pass blocking. He's not going to really be that guy that's in the game at that point. So not a big deal, but kind of limits him a little bit. Yeah, Jeff, I agree. Like you said, his pass blocking, it's, it's average, right? I think we could, we could agree on that. Chev rocking the uh, dinosaur one shirt over there. Um, so I think he's pretty athletic. He can twist and contort his body, you know, similar to what Chev said. Uh, one thing that I did like, I feel like he's the perfect size weight combo for the NFL of 5'10", 210. He's got enough muscle. You know, he's not like overly tall and lanky or anything like that. Um what I did notice too, his power, some of his runs, I would say are borderline violent, just the way he hits people and he just refuses to go down. So, you know, he is definitely an above average back in all facets of the game, but like Nate, Nate, I believe you were saying before, if this was another class, he probably would not be ranked as highly as he is right now, but you got to take what we can get. Um, so overall, let's see here. My film score on him. I have met a 6.55. I don't really have anything to add other than what you guys said. So he's graded out as a right, right halfway between a good starter and a pro bowler um, situation. Say, Mike, we are, we are right on point. The 6.50 on, on my cap card. Look at that. I love it. Uh, you know, a lot of the guys that we've scouted so far too, like, they're grading out okay, but I feel like as we get further along into this process, we're going to see some, significantly lower film scores (laughs) and i can't wait 
to be honest with you. I cannot wait. So, Especially the guy we scouted the other night, Mike. Yeah, I feel like uh, I don't really want to give a lot away, but there's a, a running back that Pork and I like a lot. And everyone's kind of saying, like, you know, if you like him, check this guy out. He's better. So Pork and I uh, hopped on StreamYard Sunday night. We watched film on the guy that we were told we were, like, better. And guess what? We don't. But uh, where can I usually see eye to eye on these guys? And uh, I'll tell you what, if you want to see eye to eye with your checkbook and you love drafting, well, of course you do. Do you wish you could redraft each week within the season? If so, it's time to check out Underdog Fantasy. Best ball platform season long drafts for the 2022 season are now open. Along with that, there's still weekly drafts and pickums for every playoff game. Support the Dynasty Rewind team and join us on Underdog Fantasy by using promo code Rewind. When you make your first deposit, and you will get a 100% deposit match up to $100. So you deposit $100, you get $100 more to play with. Boom. Link is in the description. Go check it out, and we will see you there. So let's talk about our second prospect. We're going to switch it over to wide receiver now. And this is George Pickens from the University of Georgia. He's six foot three, 200 pounds, 21 years old. He was a five-star recruit. So... 2021, you know, his stats, they don't look great. Five catches, 107 yards, no touchdowns, but he did average 21.4 yards per reception. He's projected to go in the second round. He was injured last year, recovering from, I believe it was a torn ACL that he sustained in the offseason. So he look, tore his ACL uh, less than a year ago. Okay. And he still came back for the playoffs. Go on YouTube right now. When you're done with this video, go back to YouTube. Type in George Pickens versus Michigan. And watch what he does to this one defensive back. You will not regret it. He's a guy you definitely want on your NFL, your favorite NFL team and on your fantasy team. Chev, why don't we start with you? Why don't you tell us your thoughts on George Pickens? Yeah, so George Pickens is a guy that I had to watch a couple times because I maybe I was watching the wrong film. Maybe I was looking at a game where it was this last season where I didn't see him do too much over the middle or anything short like that. I feel like a lot of his catches were deep bombs this last season. So I turn on I turn on the highlights just to, to see something different than what I saw last time. And I see him making plays to over the middle. Then I go watch just all his reps in 2019. And, man, this dude is special beyond belief. I love everything about his game. Uh, he's able to get open in the middle of the field. He's able to find those slots when they're playing zone. George Pickens, when he gets the ball – is elusive. I think if he's got a defender around him, he's not going to do exactly too much after the catch. But if he's got wide open field, man, he's a freaky athlete. There's a play where he tries to hurdle a guy. I mean, he gets up super high, about hurdles him, but then he gets taken down. But you can just see the athleticism, the bounce in his game, the quickness, the athleticism. And when this guy is in a 50-50 ball category, man, that quarterback, I guarantee he's not coming down with that football. Because George Pickens is so stinking aggressive at the point of the catch. Even if he doesn't, even if it's not a good thrown ball, he's able to get his body in the right positions to catch that football. And his hands are incredibly strong. Uh, after watching him a second time, man, just watching different games of him, uh, I really do love him. Pork, Pork's got a lot more to say about him, I'm sure, because he's the one that kind of tipped me off on him a little bit more to check him out and see more of his game. But, man, I really do love George Pickens. He's a guy that I really hope the Bears get. I think that he could be very successful with Justin Fields. Not exactly sure what they're going to do coaching-wise, but I think that would be a nice little start uh, to get George Pickens. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, Nate, if you don't mind, I'm going to just skip over you for a minute and go to Pork. Since uh, Pork was the one that told Chev about George, Pork, what do you got for us? Um. <clears throat> So I'm with the tech chef and asked him, did, what did he think? Just to get his, you know, barometer, see if I'm going nuts. And uh, he texted me back. He said he didn't really see much. And I was like, I think you might want to go back a little bit more. Um, I, I saw a I, lot. I, had, I saw everything that was deep that I loved. I was going to point yeah. that out. I didn't see anything in the middle that I was really super impressed with. So I'll, I'll throw that out there. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, I, I was starting this year saying I don't want tall guys – the the 50 50 guys and all this stuff and then I, I put this guy's film on and he's just bodying people downfield catching 50 50 balls and then there's other routes that i see oh this comeback route there's separation here he's running in the slot doing slants catching the ball with separation poor can i block and 
Can I just yeah. say one thing? Route running routes are crisp, especially curl slash comeback routes. What I have on yeah. here. So you and me, same. Sorry, go ahead. Brainwave. Same man. wavelength. So I'm looking at this guy, and he's popping all on film. He does everything exceptional. And I'm getting to a point where there's a couple years where I'm looking at these wide receivers and I'm like, okay, this is the consensus, blah, blah, blah. Right now, George Pickens is my wide receiver one. I've been looking at his film. Let's go. He's crazy. He 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 when he catches the ball, he catches the ball, runs, explodes. It's crazy. I, I've never I'm not saying I've never seen a receiver like this, but last time I got excited about a guy like this, it was Justin Jefferson. I thought you were gonna say Van Jefferson. <laughs> I was excited <laughs> by him too, but just after looking at film after the fact, this is me correcting the mistake that I did two years ago with Justin Jefferson because this is the consensus guy. I'm going to F consensus. George Pickens is my wide receiver one. I know on the mock later he's not on the list because I did this afterwards, but he would have been on my list later. But George Pickens is my wide receiver one. He does everything exceptional. I think I have a grade of like an eight point something with him. I think he's going to be an all pro borderline Hall of Famer. Oh, man. So, you know, aside from what Pork said about George Pickens, what else was, was really important was. Not only is he evaluating this player, he's evaluating himself and his processes, which is important. And I think I was too low on Justin Jefferson, too, because I paid too much attention to the Twitter echo chamber. He's just a slot receiver. He could just do that. He could just do that. But then again, last year, and Chev, you and I talked about this, scouting Terrace Marshall, I saw much more out of Justin Jefferson that I missed. And I'm like, I was way too low on Justin Jefferson. Should have had him a lot same, higher. Same exact film, like same exact film. And I was pissed yeah. off. So I'm like, what am I looking at? I was an idiot. So I'm going to just correct that mistake. Part of it too is I have changed my the way I scout players now. I watch like okay, so George Pickens. I don't just type in George Pickens verse anymore. I now look at Georgia offense verse because a lot of times, even the cutups of the players, they don't always show blocking. They don't show what was he doing to commit this penalty. You know, what what is he doing now? What is this guy doing next to him? What's his body language like? These are all important things that we need to factor in. So, you know, Porky's reevaluated. I've reevaluated. And now Nate's going to tell us how he has evaluated George Pickens. Man, I love this. I love the hype that we have for George Pickens because I'm all about it. Uh, I actually just kind of, I mean, I guess I'm here with Pork Man. I mean, he's not my wide receiver one for this draft class, but I actually have George Pickens tape grade above Garrett Wilson. Um, once it all, once it all, you know, comes to settle, Garrett Wilson has that really top draft capital. I think I'll have him ranked higher overall. But George Pickens, I mean, I loved watching this guy's film. You know, some. The, the back shoulder catches, I mean, incredible. And then some of the acrobatic catches that he made, not just down the field, but on shorter routes over the middle of the field. I mean, if you told me that George Pickens played goalie for his soccer team in high school, I would have believed you because the way that he was reaching, you know, I, I don't say this lightly, but the way that he was making those catches with his body and his length reminded me of Calvin Johnson, how he would just reach out and catch the ball and just give it his all every single time the ball came to him. And George Pickens has that dog in him. No, he's not just the Georgia Bulldogs. He has that dog in him <laughs> at the next level. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, maybe it's a little bit of helmet scouting. Maybe it's not, but I mean, this is probably the closest next thing we have to AJ green. AJ green. Yep. yep. I, I was going to say it's, that. It's, it's right there. They got the next AJ green. Georgia did a great job. And he's going to be an absolute steal in rookie drafts. I think he does end up in the second round. I'm really hoping that some team loves him, picks him in the back end of the first round. Um, either way, I'm going to have a bunch of George Pickens because I think this guy, as long as the medical looks good, which, I mean, we saw him get back in the field um, and he looked great in the playoffs when he was given the ball. I think those probably check back just fine, especially another you know half a year out before training camp pops up. I'm all over George Pickens. I'm right there with you guys. This guy is top five wide receiver in this draft class. I think, too, we didn't expect much for him this last season at all. 
So I, I totally get the stats. But he came into these games with a bully mentality. This dude is a freaking mm-hmm. bully, whether it's run or pass. And I think you could just see that. Like you said, he's a dog, man. And you want those guys on your team no matter what. And I think in fantasy, you want them as well because you know they're going to fight for those balls. And I can't, I can't ask for any more than what I saw out of George Pickens in the film. Yep. I will say there is one little red flag with George Pickens. Um, at the beginning of his college career, there were some reports. There were some, you know, some personality things and you know, a couple like just some trouble he was getting in. But I haven't really heard anything about that over the past year or two. I think he's really doubled down and uh, focused on his career. So as long as, you know, we can't really determine those things. We don't do the interviews and things. But, you know, if he gets the draft capital, if he gets the end of the first, early second draft capital, then, you know, those most likely have gone through fine in the interviews. And George Pickens is my pick to be like the next T Higgins, you know, early second rounder comes out, ends up being a top dynasty wide receiver by his second year. So you're talking about personality stuff like earlier when he got to college. Well, yeah, you know, that's like any kid you're getting taken away. You're away from home. This dude is, he's young, got girls everywhere. You know what I mean? You're in an SEC school. Yeah. There's going to be personality issues, right? Young kid. What do you expect? I was the same way when sure. I was 18. And now I'm going to rain on everybody's parade. But George Pickens got a, a film score of 6.56 from me. Uh, I did have some concerns. For as physical as he is, I feel like he gets moved around a little too easily at times. And I'd like to see him put a little bit more muscle onto his frame. 6'3", 200. Um, he's good speed, but he's not, he's not a burner. He's not an elite speed guy. Which is okay. He's still fast enough. Um, I do like the fact that he can shed defenders. He fights a lot. You know what I mean? And that's going to be good. That mentality is going to go a long way in the NFL where you have to. Like I said, the pork before his routes are crisp, especially his curl and comeback routes. Uh, I actually, the highest grade that I had for him was uh, was his hands. I graded him in an all-pro hands. Natural hands catch with strong hands. Not many drops. Um, you know, one thing that I like too, he can go down the field, but he runs shorts short stuff and screens as well at six three he gets pushed around too much great situational awareness should add more muscle to his frame um i actually i don't know what i was thinking with this projected round i think i was looking at the wrong person there i had him projected as round three but that's not right so i'm gonna have to change that but um yeah so 6.56 for me but i did write down i want to go back and watch a little bit more i could have missed something too so i also did finish my scattering report before the playoffs so I want to go back and watch those games as well. And I do want to just make sure that, you know, all the information is out there. I looked it up real quick, um, what those, you know, red flags were with George Pickens. And just so everyone knows, um, 2019, he was suspended by the program for the first half of the game against Georgia Tech for violation of team rules. Once he got on the field in the second half, he was actually ejected for uh, punching one of the defenders. Um, so, and Pickens was branded – uh, as selfish and undisciplined by uh, his head coach after that. But that was 2019. You know, two years makes a world of difference. I mean, mm-hmm. so yeah. I'm not personally worried about it. Yeah, I've never met him. Like I said, this guy has the dog in him. You know, there's some guys out there that you know, just have that edge to it. And the edge can work really great or can work not so great. I mean, we've seen – some players have that edge and just dominate. And we've seen some players, you know, take their pads off, throw their stuff in the stands and jump through the end zone. So, yeah. yeah. So imagine that he was an immature 18 year old kid. Who would have thought? Couldn't believe it. No, I know. And you know, one thing, um, if you're a reporter or anything like that, and you're, you know, you're talking about, well, he, probably not going to be listening to this podcast, but you should. Um, <laughs> when you say, no, he dropped in the draft and this year he had well-documented maturity issues. Can you show us where we can find that stuff? Because I, I look, I don't find anything. I'm also not going to de- dig through hours and hours of old articles to find things. But if you're going to talk about it, be about it and drop that link just like Bob Van Duzer does. And you know that he's dropping the link to Dynasty Owner. And he wants to know, are you looking for a new way to play Dynasty? course you are a way to go deeper than just drafting trading and setting lineups if that's true it's time to check out dynastyowner.com dynastyowner.com is the new and improved way to play dynasty fantasy football at its deepest level featuring new challenges like managing a salary cap and navigating player contracts as well as setting your lineups 
Sure, rookies are a value now, but what about in the future? Build your dynasty around the cap and make the tough decisions when the time comes. New leagues are now forming. It is time to own your dynasty at dynastyowner.com. Let them know the Dynasty Rewind sent you by using the code RewindPod all caps, and the link will be in the description. And then we are going to our last prospect of the day before we go to our one-round rookie mock draft, and that is Juan Dale Robinson. Uh, so he was originally committed to Nebraska, then he transferred to Kentucky. He's 5'11", 185. He's 21 years old. He was a four-star recruit. And in 2021, he had 104 receptions for 1,334 yards, seven touchdowns, and he averaged 12.8 yards per reception. He is projected to go in the third round. Again, all projections are courtesy of NFLMockDraftDatabase.com. We're going to switch it up a little bit. I'm going to leave this one off. I like Wondell Robinson a lot. And one thing here I put, Nate, please don't hate me. Wandale Robinson is everything you wanted Lynn Bowden and LaVisca Chenault to be. He's explosive, sure-handed, and able to fit into any offense. I think he could smash at the next level. I've been seeing some Rondale Moore comps, and I don't hate it, but I don't entirely agree as Moore is more explosive with better overall speed. But I think Wandale has the ability to be the overall better NFL player. Um, I have... I have him created speed and burst, extremely explosive. He's able to use his speed to reroute defenders, and he can dip and weave to either get open or evade tacklers. Um, one thing that I noticed, he gets open while he's covered. And I know that sounds really weird, but he has a guy just draped all over him, and he's able to just twist and contort his body and reach out for the ball. It's just really the way he controls his body and his balance is fantastic. Shorthanded. Uh, nice routes, contested catch. I have him a little lower on, not a strong suit. He's more about being quick and getting open than fighting for the ball. Um, you know, so some parts of his game are not going to be the best. Like he's not a good contested catch guy, in my opinion, not the most physical and his run blocking is definitely not his strength. These are all things that will either be corrected at the next level, or I think will be schemed around at the next level with a player like this. When you hear um, players being schemed open or you hear things like manufactured touches, I think that applies to a guy like Wondell Robinson. Um, good production too, and he's really good after the catch. And he can run the ball as well. So uh, my film score for him is 6.11, and I have him graded as a good starter in the NFL. I think for your fantasy team, he's probably going to be like a flex wide receiver three type guy. He's going to have really, really high ceiling some weeks, and he just might hit you with the big old goose eggs other weeks. So, Pork, are you a Wandale fan or not? I am. And the way that he runs his routes, I under, I, I totally understand what you mean by getting open while covered. Um, he he definitely gives me um, Kadarius Tony vibes a little bit for some of those short intermediate routes that he does. Um, he does get open a lot, um, extremely shifty ridiculously shifty to be honest with you when he's going down the field <clears throat> running down the field and this guy coming at him he just stops on a dime and just keeps going down the field I, it was actually a really fun uh film session for me uh watching him um my only issue like you said i mean you pretty much said everything i was thinking um with him being 185 um he's probably mostly relegated to the slot we all know that um he's not if <clears throat> if people were up on him uh physically on the outside, he's probably not going to really uh, get by him like that. But I think if you put him in a in the Z in the Z position, he'll be able to you know get in and out of his breaks and be good for fantasy. The guys that me and Chef were talking about before, people that we want to target in drafts and you know and start, he'll give you that that good PPR value. Um, I just hope that he's able to hold up <clears throat> with with his frame. Uh, one red flag I do see is that he seems to never catch with just his hands. He all, he's always a body catcher. Um, that's the only red flag for me. But I haven't really seen any drops from that. But, you know, when you go to the next level, mm -hmm. um, you'll have these 285,000-pound linebackers coming at you. You need to go out there and catch that ball and not <laughs> and not wait for it to get to your body. You're going to get clapped. So. Yeah, I mean, I think he's he's going to be a good prospect, but I think I still think he needs some more seasoning. Um, so I can't wait to the combine see what he does there. Um, and is he at the Senior Bowl, Nate? I think he is twenty one, right? He, I don't think he is at the Senior Bowl. Oh, okay, be. well, he's a junior. We get to the combine. But he might have graduated. Oh, he's a junior. Well, he also might have missed. 
he might have had to sit a year out too because of the transfer from Nebraska to Kentucky. No, it was uh, he transferred with the new rules. Okay. Oh, okay. So we'll see. <clears throat> we'll most likely see him at the combine. Um, see what he does with with his hands during that. You know, when he runs runs down the lines. Hopefully, he don't turn the wrong way and get clapped in the face. But um, he should. He should, I want to see how he catches the ball with that instead of um, catching with his body. All right, Nate. You want to give your thoughts? Yeah. So I just double checked. He's not at the Senior Bowl, um, but he is going to be an exciting guy to watch at the NFL Combine because you know his quickness is ridiculous. Now, watching the film, his quickness I would say is better than his speed because you expect a guy like this with how fast he is in short bursts to be able to outrun defenses and complete those big plays. But there's too many times in the film that he, you know just didn't complete the the touchdown. You know, he got tackled on the 10-yard line, the 15-yard line, the 5-yard line on a big play. So I'd like to see the long speed. You know, I wish it was a little bit better, and I'm not sure if that's going to really be improved. But at the end of the day, you know, those are the few plays that really happen. You know, the important thing is the short burst. He's probably going to kill the 40 because his, his short burst is incredible. Um one of my favorite things about watching Wando, because I'm also a, a Wandale fan. Like, I've, I've been graded about the same as you. Okay. And he actually came into Nebraska as an all-purpose back. So he came – he was recruited as a running back. And you can tell that when you watch him run after the catch. He has great vision to find running lanes. He sets his blockers up, and he's not scared of contact. You know, for a guy who's 5'11", 185, if he's 5'11", you know – you usually see those guys shy away from contact. They usually just try to outrun everybody and get to the sideline. Wandale Robinson is not like that. He is not scared of contact. He's willing to put his shoulder into you. I was really impressed with his ability to just, you know, get those extra yards after making contact. You don't really see guys like his size usually doing. Um, comp wise, I'm trying, you know, I keep saying I'm trying to do lots of comps. I kind of compare him to Marquise Brown with his just the fact that like the size, the playmaking ability. Uh, Hollywood has a bit more, a, a good bit more long speed, I think, than Wandale. But Wandale brings something to the game that you just you just can't quantify. It's that playmaking ability after the the catch, and he's a guy that you know if he gets that third round draft capital, you know we're probably going to have a lot of him on our teams. You know I think he's going to be a guy you probably can pick up in the mid. Uh, end of the second round, um, depending on the landing spot. So a guy that you're not going to put a ton of capital into, you know, because he's not the safest prospect in the world. But I like his upside enough to, you know, take a gamble on this guy in the second round because he's got something to him. Also, just want to let everyone know, um, he's not too far off size-wise from um, OBJ. Same height, 14 pounds lighter, again, like Nate said, if all this stands up at the combine, we'll see. I'm sure you could put the weight on. Chev, you want to close us out on Wandale? I'm going to be honest. You guys uh, knocked it out of the park, so I'm not going to say much. But I like the production that he had in the SEC. I think transfer portal has been huge for so many prospects, man. Like Wandale, who would have, yes. what would he have done in Nebraska that would have got him to this kind of hype, you know? And I, I don't know. I don't know where he would be. Jamison Williams, I mean. Kenneth Walker, we're seeing so many new guys that maybe we didn't see a year or two ago just because they're able to switch and get out there instantly. So I just want to say that's a huge thing for me. I think it's exciting for college football. Maybe not for the coaches. I think it could be a little bit of a nightmare at some point. But, I mean, he stayed healthy all season, 104 receptions. That's all you can ask for. Mm -hmm. So he's a little guy, but, hey, he's staying on the field. So that's all you can ask. Yeah. He's out there. He's producing. And, you know, if you don't really like him, remember, Rondale Moore is smaller. So, and he's out there doing it. So that is going to be the end of our rookie breakdowns for today. We appreciate that. Uh, before we get into our rookie mock, just want to go ahead and say thanks to all of the patrons, patrons over at patreon.com who made this episode possible. Patreon features bonus podcasts, written content, as well as our rookie IDP best ball and Debbie rankings within our growing Notion database, not to mention access to our community group chat. The link is in the description. We hope to see you there. We pretty much help everyone, but you have much more access to us if you're a patron. Not to say we don't value all of our listeners, but hey, you know, it's first come, first serve. Our patrons get the first serve. So now let's get into it. We did a one-round rookie mock draft. 
We base this uh, Superflex 12 team, no premiums of any sort. Um, the the uh, order that I selected, just kind of random here, I went Pork, Nate, myself, and then Chef. So we did it linear style, no wraparound, no snake or anything like that. Like it was a four-team league essentially, and that's how we did it. You know, our rounds are only four picks long. Um, so Pork, who is your first pick? And then a brief description of why. Um, <clears throat> my first pick um, here um, is Garrett Wilson. Um, he right right now he's my wide receiver too, but at this point when I was doing the mock, he's my uh, wide receiver one. Um, he's just dynamic, um, good hands, and <clears throat> I know we talked about him before, but um, he's just he's just one of the going to be one of the best uh, rookie receivers coming out this year. Sean, what just happened? Put that back up. Sean. There it is. All right. Um, so also Sean's just showing off if you need graphic graphics done. Hit up Maddie Big Chest on Twitter at Maddie Big Chest. He can make you some nice overlays that you could lay all, all over everybody's head. So uh the second pick, Nate, who do you got for us? Yeah, I went with my RB one. I mean, I know I said I have RB one and RB uh RB one A and one B, but hey, you gotta make the pick. I went with Brees Hall because I think he Definitely gets the good draft capital. He's the guy that I think has a lot of touchdown upside. With I think with, with with running backs is really important. And you know I think he's a good receiver. I think he's a bit more athletic ability than a lot of people think he has. I'm hoping he does well at the combine, but uh, also maybe I'm not, so that I can get him for a value. Doesn't always work like that. Um, a lot of people <laughs> see through it. Um, so the third pick, we have me, and I went with my wide receiver one. You know, it's odd because Superflex, still no quarterbacks. We got Traylon Burks coming off the board. That being said, a lot of times these position players like running back wide receivers are a little bit more landing spot proof than a quarterback. Obviously, it's what system they go into. So I think that's kind of, you know, why we're seeing what we're seeing. But uh, Traylon Burks, man, you know, the size, the speed. I think a lot of his shortcomings, like the blocking, can be coached out of him. And as of right now, sitting here January 25th, he's still my wide receiver one. So, Chev, pick 104. Are yeah, changing so the tides on the quarterback? I, I broke the mold that you guys are uh, displaying here. I actually mm-hmm. went with Kenny Pickett. I think he has good size, and he's got a little bit of elusiveness in him. I don't think he has the greatest – arm i think he's got a good arm but i don't see it being as like a rocket arm like a lot of the guys in the nfl now but i think he's a good quarterback he's got good size i think like you said man with these quarterbacks they're not the they're not the most talented like we were talking about with the running backs like these guys are quarterback six last season compared to the other guys beforehand so i took kenny Pickett. i think he's got good potential it's going to depend on where he lands and kind of who's around him but i mean mel kuyper took him one the first quarterback off the board, hey, good things could happen for Kenny Pickett. Chef, <laughs> did you say he's your quarterback one in the class? I have a lot more work to do, honestly, with QBs. I really try to wait to do them last, even before tight ends. So, yeah, okay. I'm getting there. I'm getting um, there. He's my quarterback one. And I don't see that changing anytime soon. I think he's the most pro-ready quarterback right now. And he's going to start getting you more fantasy points than any of these other guys right off the bat. So I don't hate it. Uh, one five, we wrap back around the pork. What do you got for me, pork? Um, we kind of talked about him earlier, um, but as uh, my my running back too, or one A one B, I agree with Nate. It's uh, Kenneth Walker. Uh, I just feel like I can get, I got a good value of him at the one o five here. Um, I was probably wasn't going to take Pickard or Burks. I'm not really that high on Burks, so I'm glad he fell to me at this uh, at this spot. All right, so now let's uh, head back to Nate with the one six. Yep, and I also went quarterback here. Um, I went with Sam Howell. I think he is my quarterback one right now, and I think the NFL teams are going to like him because he offers a very safe floor for NFL teams. We've seen him do it since his freshman year at college. He's got the arm that is needed. He's got the ability he showed with the playmakers he had last year, and he still put up good numbers this year with a totally decimated offense outside of Josh Downs. So I think Sam Howell, you know, the Baker Mayfield comps are out there. And, hey, some people who hate Baker Mayfield are going to hate Sam Howell. I don't think Sam Howell gives you that quarterback one upside that maybe Malik Willis would give you. But I think Sam Howell gives you that, you know, at this point, 
you're looking for a quarterback too, I think you could do plenty of worse than Sam Howe. Um, but speaking on the quarterbacks real quick, this is how it's going to be until the draft. They're going to kind of stagger throughout the first round. Some of them be in the second round. But as soon as the draft happens, every single quarterback who was picked in the first round is going to be a first-round rookie pick. And if there's a quarterback that goes to a good team in a good situation and there's a new head coach there and some other fun weapons that they got through free agency or the draft, we could easily see a quarterback or two go one, two off the board in rookie drafts. We just got to see it all happen because none of these guys are good enough to draft that high without knowing a great landing spot. Mm-hmm. And uh, like Mike said, landing spots really, really matter for quarterback. I mean, we all got excited a couple of years ago with Clyde Edwards led to the Chiefs. Um, I know most of us here kind of stuck with JT as number one, but still, it was, it was super exciting for all of us, you know, seeing Clyde go to the go to the Chiefs. And you know, I think it means more with quarterbacks because if you have a quarterback go to the Texans and they got nothing going on, they don't improve their offense at all, then yeah, it's probably not looking great. But if you have a guy go to the Steelers and they get some O-line help, hey, that's a pretty good landing spot. And, you know, that can be the make or break because it's a what have you done for me lately league. And if you can't do anything in the first two or three years, better watch out behind you. All right, so let's go to the next pick, and that is the 107. That's back to me. Um, Honestly, if Brees Hall or Kenneth Walker would have been there, I would have taken them, but I went with Isaiah Spiller. I feel like a lot of people are kind of coming, like, out on Spiller a little bit, but, you know, he's super versatile. He does a lot of things, and I think that's going to get him drafted higher than a lot of people expect him to. The way he could block, the way he could play fullback, the way he could line up at wide receiver – move him all over the field he's going to be a value for any nfl team and he's going to be really good on your fantasy squads too um i think he's a guy that might be a little bit landing spot proof to be honest with you unless he would be happen to be drafted somewhere like you know i hated tony pollard getting drafted behind zeke because zeke was getting so much volume if he goes somewhere where like behind derrick henry behind dalvin cook i don't want that but for the most part i think he's landing spot proof uh, 108, Chev, back to you, my friend. Yeah, and I think even talking about quarterbacks, we need to remember how many quarterbacks could be on the move this season, too. We don't know where Aaron Rodgers is going to do. We don't know what Russell Wilson's going to do. Deshaun Watson's been traded 65 times, it seems like, so far this season. Uh, so we don't know. We just have no clue what's going to happen. I think that definitely will change the landscape of maybe where a quarterback gets picked, too. I don't know if there's going to be a quarterback taken in the top 15. I mean, it could happen, but, I mean, with the talent that they have on defense, there's a lot of good players that are coming out, a lot of good wide receivers. I don't know. I think running backs will still seem to slip, but I went with Matt Corral here. I think he, he's he got some dog in him. He's willing to take some contact on some runs. He's he's good enough to hit wide receivers in stride most of the time. Um, I, I like what he's – I like his production. I think he's got to be – he's a pretty good leader, I, I would say, but – just got to work on some of those accuracy issues, throwing the ball to the other team uh, a good amount. So that kind of worries me a little bit. But I think he's got some dog in him, and I think a lot of a lot of NFL teams will be looking to acquire him. We're going to be talking about Matt Corral next week, so um, I'm not going to give too much away. Nate, you have a question? I got a question for you guys. So, because Chev was talking about, hey, there might be some quarterback movement this offseason. Mm-hmm. Just going to throw a hypothetical out there, okay? Say Russell Wilson leaves the Seahawks. Okay, we kind of heard rumors for a couple of years. Who knows if anything's going to happen? Say he leaves the Seahawks and they're looking for a quarterback. Which of these quarterbacks, just stylistically, not necessarily who you love the most or dislike the most, but stylistically, who do you think would really fit with the Seattle Seahawks and Pete Carroll? Well, that's a, that would be an incredible landing spot, right? Great. Throwing the DK Metcalf and Lockett? Yeah, but the only issue is is his offensive line that they never fixed. So he's still going to be continuing to run. So it won't be good for a guy like Hal or, or a guy like – well, Pickett, can, he can scramble. But the way Russell was running, he was scrambling all day. This isn't their guy. So it will probably be like a guy like Matt Corral or if they take a chance on Willis because Willis can – he can scramble a little bit. This is my opinion. I wouldn't hate Hal or Corral, honestly. I think those two – 
for me would be the most ideal for that offense. Mike? I'd say, and you're saying Russell Wilson's not there? Russell Wilson's he not gone. there. He gone, baby. <laughs> he gone. Mr. Unlimited. Um, I'd say probably from what I've scouted so far, um, Matt Corral, I think, would be the best fit. Um, and just for the record, I'll say this to any of my Eagles fans, friends that are listening that want Matt Corral, you're really not upgrading that much over Jalen Hurts. To be perfectly honest with you, it's you're making a lateral move. You might as well just build around the guy that you have. Um, yeah, I would say probably Matt Corral because he could do a lot of the same things that Russell Wilson could do. Um, one th- I will say one thing that concerns me is the way he runs with the football. He really lets himself get hit a lot. And when he slides, his head's always up. And I saw him take a lot of shots to the cranium when I was watching film. And I watched a lot of Ole Miss film because that scouting sheet you gave us, there's so many Ole Miss players to watch. <laughs> I, I literally had my desktop. I was scouting five players at one time. I had to keep pausing and writing stuff down. It was That's crazy. Great. It's called multitasking. Five so. notepads on Mike's desk. Get after it. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I do it, man. That's what that's but what it's all about. To answer my own question, and I, I do think Matt Corral would probably be a pretty decent fit there. But I would absolutely love seeing Sam Howe throwing deep balls to DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. And you know, Sam Howe for a while there, he was leading his team in rushing. Um, their offense this year was, hey Sam, if your first read's not open, tuck it and run. So I think he offers enough rushing upside to kind of uh, mitigate a slightly bad O-line, but the Seahawks are pretty bad. So who knows? But, man, nice, pretty deep ball to DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Yeah. They signed me up for that. Um, All right. Let's move on to our next selection. And, Phil, that is back to you. This is the 109. Yeah, so um, I went with uh, Jameson Williams. I know he's probably going to miss half the season this year because he tore his Achilles. I mean, tore his uh, ACL, which kind of stinks. But I couldn't pass up on uh, just the talent that this guy has. Um, he pretty much was – well, I'm not going to say he was the reason why Alabama lost because he got hurt. But <clears throat> when he went down, it seemed like the offense just went to doo-doo. So, I mean, when, when he goes to the next level, he has 4-3 speed. He has the route running. And if he goes to a really, really, if he goes to a really good uh, situation, I think this guy is going to be a stud at the next level. All right, I agree. I agree. Um, Nate, we are back to you at the one ten. Yeah, I was really hoping to pick up Jamison Williams here. The guy is incredible, like Porkman said, even with the injury. But I got a pretty good consolation prize. I got the wide receiver who is on my top of my next tier. That's Jahan Dotson. And I got to see him live with Mike this year uh, when Penn State played at Maryland. It was a great game until the very end uh, when Penn State just, you know, took the two-touchdown lead. But the only reason Penn State won was because of this guy. He had 200-something yards and three touchdowns, like 10-plus receptions. This guy was the offense. And it's not like Sean Clifford was throwing him deep bombs that were incredible passes. I mean, this guy was – (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he was getting five you know, little screens and stuff and taking them 50 yards down the field. Jahan Dotson, he's a lot more than just a playmaker. He's not one of those college guys who's like, oh, he's electric. That's about it. Jahan Dotson's a really good wide receiver. He's got a great release off the line. He's got a good route running. I love Jahan Dotson, and I think a lot of people are sleeping on him. Man, don't sleep on Jahan Dotson. There's a chance he's a first-rounder. It's possible, and for all you C2C players out there, Noah Kane, I believe, has transferred to LSU. So uh, I bl- I thought I said that. Yeah, Noah Kane enters a – No, I'm not. Penn State running back I'm Noah Kane reportedly enters NCAA transfer portal, and it was updated January 12, 2022. He is no longer listed on Penn State's roster online, but Sean Clifford is for some reason. So, Because <laughs> somebody else wants him. Yeah. Um, all right, so we are going to go to number 11, 111. That's back to me. So I went, with, uh, I went with Trey McBride, first tight end. I know I said no premiums. You know, I just wanted to talk about Trey McBride a little bit because tight ends matter. They do. They're going to get your points, especially a guy like this. 
everything that one of your favorite tight end prospects can do. He could just do a little bit better. Block, get open, great, solid receiver. I like Trey McBride a lot. I don't want to give too much away, so um, I'll just leave it at that for right now because we're going to be talking about him soon. So, Chev, why don't you go ahead and finish this off for us? Yeah, so with the 112, I went with Jalen Weidermeyer. No, let's get <laughs> 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 I'm going Who's with Drake London, man. I, I think he's got some talent. Uh, I mean, he's a huge athlete. He can go up and make good plays on 50-50 balls. He's got a little bit of wiggle to him that can catch it inside as well. I mean, I'm not the highest on him, but I think he does have some upside in his game. And, man, he's got some He's got some talent. So, hopefully he can uh, prove that in the NFL. Like I said, I'm not the highest on him, but uh, the guys that I was hoping to get were not there, especially McBride. All right, so that is our rookie one-round mock draft. I hope you enjoyed that. And if you enjoyed this rookie mock draft, be sure to dive into the other mock drafts on the channel. Uh, Maybe Bob will link some of them in the description of the video. Um, If not, just go ahead and head on over to our playlist. They are in their mock drafts. Uh, Lots of other good playlists to check out, too, like our rookie breakdowns. Anything you want, it is there. So before we head out, Chev, do you have something for us this evening? I don't. I actually did not get one, but today is my mom's birthday, so I figured I'd say, Mom, I love you. Happy birthday. Hope it was a good one. I don't even think she watches, but hey, she can't say I'm not a good son. That is true. You know what? If if you know Chev's mom and you listen to this podcast, if you could find a way to just pass that on to her so she could see that her son wished her happy birthday, I'm sure she would absolutely love that. Um So make sure you follow us on Twitter and anywhere else that we have that social media capability. We have Facebook group. We have Instagram. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. And for additional year-round coverage, check out the Dynasty Rewind YouTube channel. So until next time, everybody, for all my awesome co-hosts, Chev, Nate, and Pork, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind. Please rewind. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Take us out of here, Sean. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. And as always, be kind, please rewind.